podcaster passionate about empowering youth to raise their voices and tell their stories. On Global Youth Matters, they tell their stories in their own voices on their own terms. They have faced life challenges, social, emotional, health, physical, economic, political, and more. They've gone through rough times and have come out on the other side. Get ready because they'll blow your mind. I'm going to let them talk because their voices matter on Global Youth Matters. So hi, Tadam. We're very excited to have you here today. And I would love it if you introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about about yourself. Yeah, sure. Hi, Hannah. I'm really happy to be here. So I guess the bird's eye view from where I've been is born and raised here in the great city of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Growing up was told by a lot of people that I needed to kind of go out to the coast to make um, you know more of a successful professional life for myself. So completely bought into that, spent a lot of time trying to work hard to figure out what the right schools were out there, try to apply for scholarships, eventually got a really good one to the University of Delaware, where I went for mechanical engineering, had fantastic time just kind of like seeing the sights and sounds on the East Coast. After a while, I realized that every profession, including mechanical engineering, I was probably going to be sitting in front of a computer anyways. And so I thought, hey, let's go and write some of the code behind the software. And so I switched to computer science, was able to get into a master's degree at Rice University. At the time, I was also kind of contracted to eventually work for a government contractor back here in Albuquerque because I decided after leaving that home was actually the best place to be. So I started doing some research into cryptocurrencies, blockchain technology, have loved that ever since. And so that's what I do professionally now that I'm at a national lab here in Albuquerque. My specialties are looking into blockchain technologies as well as semantic web technologies. And so essentially what I care about is this intersection between money, information, and society. And also, uh, since being back here, I've gotten really heavily involved in the nonprofit sector. The first thing that I did was uh, volunteer at the local crisis center, where I kind of just sat at a call center and took calls from various people that were struggling with things. Realized that not only were they the ones that could use some of these services, but they actually had a lot of information, a lot of value to share. And so really, probably the most exciting thing that I've been up to since being back here is taking that knowledge and turning it into the this startup nonprofit called Token Ibis. And Token Ibis is this all volunteer nonprofit. I started with a few friends. Uh, there are now five of us on the board. And we're an all volunteer nonprofit that essentially has one mission, which is to give people free money to give back. Essentially, we raise money from kind of traditional grant making sources. We allow anybody in the community who wants to sign up on our web app, and we will just give you something like 10 to $15 every week so that you can donate to other local nonprofits in the area, really creating a way for people to give back who otherwise would not be able to. And so this is a concept that we call universal basic philanthropy. And I'm really excited about the potential of it and the fact that really in my wildest hopes and dreams, I, I hope that this can eventually fund the way that we put all money into both philanthropy, public goods and services, politics, anything that will help society as a whole. And so, yeah, that's essentially where I am right now, really just enjoying various facets of my life and uh, get a chance to do a lot of good work in the areas that I'm passionate about. Well, that's very exciting, I think, and very leading edge in so many ways. So we're so happy to actually have somebody like you who's combining all your computer skills and these great ideas with 
philanthropy, especially, I think it's such a unique way to actually contribute to society. I, I tried your, your app and I went online and it was really exciting and actually quite empowering to be able to make donations with money, the 10 to $15 to organizations that are doing great things. And so I just wonder, I see you, you volunteered, which is amazing. And is that what led to this connection? Like what, was there anything else that led you to connect these ideas? If you could elaborate on that. Yeah, of course. I think right, kind of being in the right area of volunteering is, is the first step. The second step is that you really do need to connect with the people that are there. And I think that's what ultimately got me really motivated is kind of being in this place where I was around other people who cared and getting to talk to these people that have experienced social issues from all walks of life. and really seeing the amount of information that they had, right? Everything that they knew that I didn't, it was a very humbling experience. There's maybe a little bit of hubris that comes from getting a fantastic education and having these fancy degrees where you think that, yeah, maybe in the back of your mind, uh, you do know a lot of things. And it really only takes uh, talking to a few people in completely different circumstances, dealing with completely different mental, financial, uh, health issues, that leads you to realize that this kind of information about where we should be enacting social change, um, that's, that's everywhere. And so that was really the inspiration behind creating Token Ibis is I will provide the kind of the expertise that I have, right? Literally the ability to put together some lines of code to create a platform that will really highlight everybody that comes on. And I'm really excited that you had a chance to check it out yourself and, and see how hopefully intuitive and really positive it is, right? Because you can go on there and you can see everybody else that's donated, not just Albuquerque, it's uh, folks from around the world that have some reason to, to get involved with uh, some of the people in the project. And we're really just open to anybody that wants to make a difference on, on this platform. Yeah, that's great. And I think you, you mentioned something interesting. It's too, it's you feel very connected with other people by seeing other people who are providing donations. Somehow it creates this form of connection, which I found very exciting. So can you tell me along the way, what are sort of some of the challenges that you've had maybe in your life to kind of make your way to where you are today? I would say that maybe one of the the more relevant challenges that I had is growing up, I I think looking back, I would say that I was more on the shy and reserved side. I don't necessarily think it was like any type of lack of confidence per se, or maybe it was that. But I, I do feel like maybe it, it took me a little bit of time to warm up to people, to get comfortable with new situations, and and as a result, to connect with people. And I would say that was probably true growing up and, and through high school. College is when you're kind of like forced to get out of that a little bit. But really, it was uh, it was only coming back here, realizing that okay, I have this this idea that I feel really passionately about, and if I'm not the one that's going out making these elevator pitches, going to these networking events, winning over advocates, then nobody else was right. And so that's when it, it took a little bit of time to get to that mentality. But I think having having that really acute goal to uh, to pursue that has forced me to go out of my shell a little bit and i think i'm really grateful and glad to have had that experience um, because after a while you know you just keep grinding and uh, honestly it becomes uh, enjoyable and um, so i'm i'm a lot more of an extrovert now than i ever used to be so i see there's like when you have a passion it sounds like you had a passion or an interest 
much greater than yourself that made you right get out in the world and and go towards and or move towards that purpose, which is a, which is great. No, that's one hundred percent right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so along those ways, I mean, that's great to hear, and we're all happy to hear because you can make some, a great contribution. So, what do you think some of your your life lessons along the way? Do you have anything that you could share with us? Sure. So, I think one life lesson that uh, comes to mind is the fact that you know these things take time, and and even you know when I'm giving the the thirty second pitch, it could seem really easy to get from point A to point B to point C because that's that's eventually the narrative that uh, you have to tell to to do the best job of communicating your idea, which is the most important part of an elevator pitch. But really, if we spend a little bit more time, then there's so many factors that go into what comes into creating an initiative or an organization like this. And so one life lesson that I had is before before this realization at the crisis center, um, I had actually been working on what I will say is a probably more complicated and therefore less realistic version of this, where my best friend and I, kind of around the, the master's years in, in Houston, we were trying to create an app that would basically allow people to send gift certificates to each other where those gift certificates were basically earmarked for charity, right? So if you did something really heartfelt and and helpful for me um say you you know help me you know move apartments or something like that then i would send you like ten dollars that you could then use to donate to your favorite charity and it was a it was a good idea i think um kind of in a vacuum uh now looking back i think it would have been very very hard to bootstrap that to a point where it would be usable by anybody but the fact that you were there, right, the fact that we were creating something that ultimately wouldn't work out, that was exactly what put me in the right position to even be thinking about what a donation platform would be like. And that combined with kind of the more human experiences that I had at this crisis center, that is what ultimately led to Token Ibis, which until, until proven wrong, I do think will be the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Well, yeah. So basically continuing, I guess, right. I mean, when it sounds to me like you had that one idea and then it kind of, what made you think that wouldn't work? Like, did you get stuck and then decide I'll change path or I'll refine? Like what made you decide to not go down that road? Sure. I, I would say that I only realized that now looking back because of maybe another hard-won lesson, which is that now, well, let me back up. I, I should say that in, in academia, I think that academia tends to focus on difficult problems that are just barely solvable by brilliant people. And that's a lot of how our society operates these days, where we have these complex problems and we think that the way to solve them is to have increasingly complex and nuanced solutions that are implemented by by experts. And I think a lot of that is starting to unravel. And so I think that the sort of the, the lessons that I've, I've started to learn over the years is that simple is better. Simple is always better, right? It it can take so long and it can take uh, so much effort to get to those right answers about how to solve something. 
But once you do, then the simple solutions are the only things that are actually going to proliferate, that are actually going to win people over and get to a place where they can make a difference. And so in this case, yeah, in a vacuum, right, when I was thinking about the original idea with this kind of network of gift certificates and people exchanging them in this sort of secondary market, it's, it's great and it, it sounds good in theory, but it's just way too complicated. And so over the years, now that we have a better idea of what the issues are, the new model is just basically as simple as you can make it, right? Give people free money to donate. Just give people free money to donate. I like to tell people that given the right situation, any 12-year-old could have come up with this idea. And we just happen to be in the right place at the right time. But really, the fact that this is simple is what's going to make it work. The fact that the old idea was a little bit complicated, that's that's good information. But the, the more that you can get to the heart of the issue in, in any given problem or field, that's where you know that you have something worthwhile. I think I agree with you. The simple, the better, right? The more simple everyone can understand and get it. So are there any other sort of life lessons you would like to share along this path? I, I would say maybe just tying together some of the points from earlier that really what I found so far is the most meaningful parts of life are when you can connect with people, of course. I think a lot of people realize that, but specifically connecting with people that are as different from you as possible. We're kind of both lucky and unlucky to live in this hyper-connected world where there's just so so many darn people around, right? And when, when that's the situation, you can take one of two paths. You can you can use this this abundance of people to find only the people that share your interests and your background and demographics, and you can stay that way and be talking to people that share very similar views to you. Or you can make a hard effort to go the exact opposite route and to try to explore as many different corners of this really beautiful ecosystem of human beings and human experiences that we have access to. And partially because of being shy and reserved, maybe towards the beginning of my life, I was a little bit more towards uh, that former. But I think recently, uh, a lot of the the success and the life lessons that I've had to show for, for you know, my change in mentality has had to do with trying to go outside of my bubble as much as possible and really connecting with those people that I otherwise would not have had a chance to do. So Agora, the crisis center that I was at, that was one example. All of these people that I'm running into in in the philanthropy world, that's another example. And then even outside of that, right, like going to meetups and I guess like dates or or anything like that. There's a lot out there. There's there's a lot of ways to connect with people in in kind of this modern world. It's it's really easy to get siloed, but if you just make that that slight that slight effort to go out, then uh, there's there's so much to explore. What would you advise another young you or another young person who is kind of maybe shy like you were and had these great ideas? What would you advise them? Ooh, that's a good question. I I would advise them to think about kind of the benefits of of going out of your shell and doing all of these th- things that I, I just said that it, it would be useful to do. But at the same time, I, I would also say don't necessarily be too much in a rush or, or beat yourself too mu- up too much if, if it's not, if it doesn't happen overnight, because there's a lot of value in, in both sides, right? I think the fact that I was 
a little bit reserved towards the beginning of my life. I'm sure I miss out on some connections and some growth opportunities. But on the flip side, I, I think that that allowed me to sit down and really think hard about my identity and who I am and what I value. And there's a lot of there's a lot to be said about that. I think there's actually a TED talk that I ran into, oh, I don't know, probably eight years or so ago about about introverts and extroverts. It's a pretty famous one, so I think if you looked it up, it would probably show up. And yeah, it really it really talked about the value of having both sides of things, right? You you need those people that are isolated just enough that they do have time to come up with these new ways to look at situations that maybe more of a group mentality would not be able to find. And so yeah, if you're somebody that's in my situation 10, 15 years ago, then I would say, right, think about what it would be like to break out of your shell a little bit, become the life of the party someday. But in the meantime, right, don't rush the process, right? Don't don't shortchange the value of of being there, uh, really getting to look at the world through your own unique perspective and very likely finding something incredibly profound and beautiful from that. Wow, that is amazing. Well, thank you, Tanam. Uh, that's also, that's very exciting. And that's a lot about a, uh, interesting acceptance of right, who you are and who you were as an introvert and on your way to coming up with great ideas and, and how that changed you into a more open person. And it's wonderful. We're very excited about Token IBIS. I'm sure we look forward to hearing, to continue being in touch with you and to hearing about where this extremely innovative, exciting idea towards philanthropy goes. All right. Excited to share it. Thank you so much. This is the Global Youth Matters Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe or follow us at Apple Podcast or your favorite pod platform. We would really appreciate it if you leave us a positive review, especially on Apple. This helps us build an audience. Finally, we want to hear from you. You can reach us by email at globalyouthmatters at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.